Here at The Sister Project, mental health is our number one priority. Which is why we are particularly excited about this episode's sponsor, Meridian Psychiatric Partners, LLC. Meridian Psychiatric Partners is a Chicago-based private practice comprised of psychiatrists and therapists who specialize in women's health. Ladies, listen up. Meridian treats and supports women experiencing mental health symptoms that may be affected by all of the reproductive phases women might experience. Their services include medication management and psychotherapy for preconception, pregnancy, postpartum and breastfeeding, infertility, pregnancy loss, premenstrual symptoms, and perimenopause. Wow, we go through a lot. You know, I remember after I had Luna, I needed help. I was three months postpartum, extremely anxious, and battling intrusive thoughts on a daily basis. I am beyond grateful that practices like Meridian exist so new moms like myself can get the help we need. And I'm equally thrilled to know that while I enter into perimenopause, Meridian Psychiatric Partners is there for support. Meridian is dedicated to empowering women to have treatment options while experiencing mental health challenges that can arise during different reproductive phases. They have 20 providers with expertise in reproductive mental health, which means you can be seen fairly quickly, which is amazing. If you would like to know more about Meridian, find them online at meridianpsychiatricpartners.com. And to make an appointment, call their intake line at 312-640-7743. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren. And I'm Michelle. And we're so excited you stopped by for a visit. Come on in. Yeah, make yourself at home. We're two Midwestern sisters who love a good old-fashioned conversation and enjoy sharing our life experiences with one another and you. Consider this your one-stop shop for cozy, mindful well-being, along with some entertainment and lots of wheezy laughing. Oh, you bet there'll be a lot of that going around. <laughs> our goal is to live our coziest life and inspire you to do the same because the truth is, we think it's good for your mind and your body. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get cozy. Well, hello and welcome back to Cozy Conversations. I'm your host, Lauren, joined by my co-host and sister, Michelle. Hey, you. How's it going? <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I'm a little distracted and I think we need to start Michelle, again. No, we're not starting wow. again. This is really? it. Because, oh. because Michelle had to like wake me up this morning. We'll talk about I it did. on the podcast. I did. I so did. she was a little, you were a little cranky with me, but I feel like we turned that ship back around. Well, we always something. do. We always do, Lauren. Yeah. I mean, there's, we can't be sitting in that bad energy. No, that's and, bad. And you be, can feel that energy through the podcast airwaves. Totally. And you know, we're energetic beings and and yeah. if one of us is putting out the poo-poo vibes, the other one's <laughs> going to feel it. I sure hope no one got infiltrated with poo-poo vibes this holiday season. I hope people Same. had a nice holiday and that someone didn't come in their house with their poo-poo vibes or anyone's house or anywhere they were and destroy the holidays. Poopy pants. Listen, because here's the deal. If someone came into your house for the holidays with the poo-poo attitude, you are going to leave them out coming mm -hmm. into 2024. Exactly. You don't have to like cut them off forever, but maybe you just take a break <laughs> or just put like one of those bigger boundaries or like a light vest on or some sort of a keep you out of there. You know? Oh, you guys. So um, today's episode, we're talking about what are we, there's this thing on social media called the in and out of the new ins and outs of the new year. What are we bringing into the new year? What are we leaving out? So Michelle kind of Michelle and I kind of did a recap on the holidays, <laughs> along with some other stuff on what we're bringing with us into 2024 for next year. 
And a few things behind. were like leave a few things were leaving behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't say this in the podcast, but I, I'm gonna try to leave worrying out as well. Just I just want to put that out there. I I've I've I'm getting, you know, we talked about a TikTok where that older woman I was just was gonna bring it asked, up and she was I like, always remember one her one thing that she would tell people is to to not worry because you get to the point where you're, you know, 70, 75, eight, whatever, and you realize that that was all just a waste of time. I was and, worrying. And I'm still, I still see, I, I think about some things that I worried about this year and I'm like, it, all it didn't out. happen this year, did it? Yeah, you know? no, this it was, a. It, you're right. It was an older woman. And the point was he was finding people in their 60s, 70s and 80s to say, at this point in your life, what would you have changed us to now? Okay, yeah. Yeah, and she said, I would have spent a lot less time worrying about things that never happened. And if they did, you know, there was another one who was like, and if they did, you just, you, you figure you it out. Life is hard. Life is beautiful. Life comes with beautiful, like wonderful celebrations. It comes with grief. I think it's just part of our journey at being on this planet that there's going to be ups and downs and you have to stay present so that you're not worrying your life away because it does nothing. Totally, Lauren. And there's also that added, um, that one extra thing where it's like, if you're worrying about something, is there something you can do about it? No, which I always find that's interesting because even if there is some, I find if you are worrying about something that's real, that's happening, there's always something you can do about it, especially if it's adding worry or anxiety, whether that's going to therapy, talking to that person about it, you know, um, kind of just becoming one with whatever it is that's happening. I don't know. I just, there's ways to always work around a worry, but you're absolutely right. Worrying about shit that you're just worrying to see if it's going to happen or not anything. What the fuck's the point? It's a goddamn waste of time. So I say as we kick off this holiday recap, ins and outs of the New Year's, we all do our best to leave worrying in 2023 because what's the point of leading a new year with worrying? Cheers to that. Cheers to that. All right, you guys, we're going to keep this intro brief and quick so you guys can get on your merry way. Michelle and I, and all of us here at The Sister Project, again, Michelle and I (laughs) wish you all (laughs) a very happy new year. May you be blessed with wonderful, cozy vibes, good health, and happiness. And we'll see you guys all in 2024. Yep. Cheers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the day after Christmas where we're just playing catch up, trying to be awake. And we did it, though. We did it. Right, Michelle? We did it. We did it. We did it. I did some things that I love and I will repeat from here till the end of time. And I did some other things that I didn't love and I will never fucking do them again. I think we go right into let's start. Let's start off. Let's get rid of. So basically what this kind of is, this is like. The ins, okay, so on TikTok, the new trending thing is the ins and outs of 2024. So people are like writing their lists of what they're going into the new year with and what they're not, they're what's, what's going out before we, re, you know, before they have this to drop. This is TikTok's version of New Year's resolutions. Kind of, but not yes, but also, yeah, I guess in a way it is a TikTok okay. resolution. Um, so we can go into those later, but let's talk about for Christmas 2024, what's in for you and what's out based on Christmas 2023. Oh, what's in for me in Christmas 2024 is uh, our, my meal being cooked by a lovely chef at a restaurant. Don't care where you could take me to Bimibop. Okay. Fast what's food Bimibop? Asia. 
Don't know. Don't know. Never <laughs> been. See them popping up everywhere. Really don't give two hoots. But having a Christmas meal, because as folks know, listeners know, we have in years past and tradition, we've cooked. We've cooked our asses off. And this year we went to a restaurant, Valari downtown, shout out to the most delicious meal ever. So good. And it was. And I just kept walking around just saying, it's so nice to talk to you. But you that's know? the thing, though. I disagree with you about one thing. I do what? care that the food is good. Like, I don't want to eat gross totally. food on Christmas. No, like, that would actually make either. me annoyed. That was just a little sarcasm. Okay. I don't, I'm not eating at Bimmy Bop. Um, I'm, not I'm, eating, I'm eating, I want, dinner was so good. The expectations, the bar has been set, been set high due it to It was so this, good. Yes. That fish salad was so to die for. That was one, yeah. So every year we do the seven fishes. Think the bear season two, um, mm-hmm. was that the finale? Um, where Jamie Lee Curtis is the mom. I just saw a, like a little meme and it no, said- No, it was I, not the finale though. It was not the finale. Remember the finale was spent with him in the freezer, in the refrigerator. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of the bigger um, episodes. And um, there was a meme that had her, it was him asking like, mom, mom, what's wrong, mom? And Jamie Lee Curtis responds, I make everything beautiful for everyone else and no one makes it beautiful for me. And that's sad. Yep. Yep. But not us. Benny nope. and his team at Valari made everything beautiful for our family. We had about mm-hmm. 30 people there on our side. And mm-hmm. the fish salad. So the reason why I brought up the bear, because we do the seven fishes every year. And their fish salad, there was octopus in it. And there was um, calamari. And what mm-hmm. I loved the most about it, two things. It was cut small. It wasn't like big chunks of fish. So it was really like easy to eat. It was tenderized beautifully. Tender, tender, tender. That was the and, key. The garlic yeah. over, overload. And it was olive oil and lemon and my favorite addition because a fish salad in my need, opinion needs a crunch I know, wait needs, I want to guess I want to guess what you're talking about what created the crunch no I know what created the crunch oh, I'm saying I'm what trying... I liked about it oh yeah what the was romaine it? salad the romaine lettuce that was, it was like shredded almost. yeah it was on a bed of lettuce and it just added a beautiful subtle crunch to it sometimes people put in celery or yeah, carrots which is really nice too but it's such an opposing texture to the fish that it could be a little wild like you're chewing on some soft fish and then, and then you get like really the celery you're yeah, right but with, but with this one it was on a bed of lettuce and it was just beautiful yeah, that was, was a highlight of my so christmas meal delicious it was delicious okay so you were into that i think and then we went back to my house afterwards and we did um a game of white elephant the kids do their grab bags um we had an an incredibly amount incredibly major spread too many desserts like we could really bring it down and the reason why i say that is because people spend a lot of time baking it's almost like just do one or two of the things that you're making because we just don't need that much make your christmas easier yeah right yeah. and then we yeah. played white elephant with the adults michelle you you got your you got your 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 prized possession your gift was stolen from you well things have been stolen from me for my entire life so it's fine. <laughs> i'm used to it it my the neural pathways of things being taken from me i was like you know what go ahead you can have it go ahead michelle you, you got my brother nick our brother he included three small blow molds, blow molds from yeah. Walmart. You guys, Walmart mm-hmm. has some cool shit. I don't shop there. There's not one near me, but I'm thinking maybe once in a while I'll hop online because mm-hmm. they've got some cool things. So he got these cool three blow molds and along with this other like jukebox that plays old fashioned Christmas you know, m- music. And Michelle was number one. And guess what, you guys, if you're number one in White Elephant, you're screwed. Yep. yep. You, you want to be like number 10. 
You went, or the last person, rather. We had 10 folks. I knew I was in trouble when I stood up, when I picked up number one, and I said, number one in the order of the white elephant, and also number one in birth order. Just, you know, there's a it's lot just a of reminder. Pressure. It's just a, that number always keeps popping up. It does. So I lost it, but I did win because... Oh, yeah, you stole my tabletop. I stole your tabletop. And um, this came from Andrea, Ben's dad, um, Coach King, Papa Mark, Mark, whatever the kids, we are all calling him. And he was bragging about his gift. He said that it was mega. Mega. His mega gift. He really knew how to add some interest to his 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 package. And it was it was a fire, it's a fire tabletop, like a fire pit tabletop. Yeah. Uh Tried to light it yesterday, didn't have any accelerant because we were going to have a little of fire right on our counter in our home. I love that. You guys could do s'mores on it because it's small, you guys. It's it's mm-hmm. actually quite small, but it is, it was, it was mega. It was mm-hmm. a good gift. Um, yeah, White Elephant is is a go for next year for 2024. Way more fun than anything else. Then sibling, you guys, in the past, we've been doing sibling grab bag where we say, okay, for a hundred dollars, get me what what I want on my list. And I just will buy that myself. White elephant is more fun. There, it's more festive. It's more it's festive. hilarious. It's funny to see. Like, how about Ryan's gift? The knife. First of all, Nick was like, "I know a knife when I see it." That thing was not even. I think Ryan took it home. He Ryan did. Home. Ryan was number ten, and Ryan could have stole anyone's gift. Stolen. He saw all of the stolen. Pa- stolen anyone's packages, anyone's gift. He has seen everyone's was unwrapped. He saw. He could basically go shopping, but Ryan, be the kind, being the kind of man that he is. He just took, Gentleman. he actually, he literally just took the gift, his own gift that was still wrapped on the table. It was the last one left. And he just took that. Well, you know, because party is buying a gift and you're buying it because you're like, I'd like that. You so know? he got his knife and then he mm-hmm. like literally took it out. It was like a pocket knife and he wore it on his like belt buckle. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> a <I hate> nerd. <laughs> Lauren, can we tell our listeners a little bit about our uh, vehicle that the Suburban Troops... You, by all means, because I'm going to ask that you never take that vehicle again. Because I'm leaving that. And I'm leaving that. Thank Christmas you. Leave, okay, tell us about the, the gigantic uh, Escalade limo you're leaving in 2023. So Ryan and I were Christmas shopping a couple of weeks ago, and we bumped into Andrea and Ben in Oak Brook and had Wait, ourselves... Did you guys bump into each other at a bar, though? We we knew where they were, so we surprised them. And <laughs> you're then making we this sound like you guys were Christmas shopping and ran into one another at Dick's Sporting Goods. We, but Sarah, it was serendipity that we had both planned to go shopping on the mm-hmm. same day, but there was not a plan to do any, you know, libations. But then again, we were all done shopping. We didn't want to <laughs> spend one more dollar. Story is interesting. <laughs> And um, they were like, let's get a ride. Let's get a limo or something. And I was like, okay. So I have, um, his name's Limo Bill. And I'm not going to tell you his last name. I'm not going to tell you. No, Limo Bill. That's all I need to know. I'm not going to give a phone number. I'm not going to give a referral. I'm not going to tell anybody ever who this person Mm -mm. is. Nope. Because when I tell you, so I dialed, I texted him. I said, Bill, you were right then and there. Yeah. Week before Christmas, Bill, you working on Christmas Eve? Guess what? Shocker. He is. Did he have any clients? <laughs> Guess what? Shocker. He he didn't. I'm not so, shocked now. Okay. Based on... So he said, you got it. So he drove, he started and he picked everybody up. Andrea and Ben, kids were first. Then he went and grabbed um, Ben's dad, Mark, swing, swing by Nicole. And then I was up last. Ben and Andrea texted us on the side. And this is when I knew I was in trouble. When they said, we're worried that the wheels are going to pop off. <laughs> I was a limo. And I was like, this isn't good. Okay. <laughs> 
when the limo arrived at my home, between the rust stains, around the tire, yep, mm-hmm. the hotter rust, the tire situation. So, so it was. We knew, we were crying. We we're like, this is so bad. So it's we get in the limo. So I don't even know if they make these vehicles anymore. They don't. I'm. We were the whole the joke the whole night was this guy gets you know every mile out of his vehicle. Okay. <laughs> well, we look up in the front seat. He has a tire roped to the handle of the passenger seat, guys. His spare tires. He has a spare tire in the passenger seat of his car. I couldn't couldn't believe it. Well, we're driving away from Valari to head to Lawrence for the post Christmas dinner party, and our brother is behind us. And they are crying because the back of the limo was low riding so bad it was almost touching me. You guys stop, Michelle. You guys didn't tell me that part. Uh-huh. So oh, we um, all towards the back of the car. No, three three boys who aren't big. Are, they're small boys. And Coach King. It was not any reason <laughs> Why whatsoever. Why was it low riding? Because A, either the shocks were gone, oh, for the tires were flat. We don't know. Anyway, so we would just get in and out of that thing. It got us from point A, B, C, D, and LMNOP. And I'm just here to tell you that next year, um, there will be no, a vehicle, but it's going to be one. a vehicle that was built in the 20s. Well, I was, yeah, that's the a good idea. I was, yep, not in the 1920s. Yeah. I was at home just kind of getting ready when and Sister Andrea sent a photo, just a photo of the tire in the front seat. And I said, Oh, oh, wow. Is that, is that just in case question mark? And she just sent back the an LOL, questions. but I was yeah. serious. I'm like, did he find that? Is he going to Goodyear after this? Like nope. what's going on with the tire? Well, he changes then, that himself. Okay. And then as you guys were leaving, departing from my home, you guys were all in the car and Anthony and I were just mm-hmm. kind of outside waving my family away. And also, also being like, get home safely. Like I, I'm like worried. You know and what? Bill, I see Bill close the door and he walks around. I go, Hey Bill, I go, please get every single one of them home. Okay. He goes, Oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> no. You know what? That limo I'm like, maybe was, in your mind, it's no problem, but your vehicle is saying something different. <laughs> it was as bad as cousin Eddie's RV. It was the equivalent was, of cousin, cousin Eddie's, Eddie's bougie RV. <laughs> So you're not bringing that into 2024. No, losing that. Dad texted me on the side. He goes, I am. Um, I'm, I'm able to share with you my driver. I'm like, you listen, don't get a lot of drivers. You know, it probably had been quite some time. Nah, he probably used Bill once before, but he had a different view. You know what? That was, we'll yeah, we're not using that. That was a terrifying looking. It was, it was, it was bad. It was pretty bad. It was, it was pretty bad. bad. That's okay. Um, okay. And then was, was you fun. mentioned and it's a you, great story. I mean, it's a great story. And you guys all got, most importantly, got home safely. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Um, You also mentioned, Michelle, you know, days before, maybe a day before Christmas, and about three days before Christmas, Michelle made the decision based on our friend um, Lindsay's recommendation, or Stephanie's recommendation, Mm -hmm. to, she was going to go to Trader Joe's and buy all the frozen apps. Which yeah, I did. by all the frozen apps because it's Christmas Day. Don't want to cook like after our Christmas Eve. You just want to lay low. Mm-hmm. And so, Michelle, what is your report back on buying a cart full of appetizers and serving them to your family on Christmas Day? Going to go ahead and leave that one in twenty twenty three. Why? Hell flat. Um, well, a couple of things. All right. Um, first of all, let's just say we started the day. I had pre made 
like a quiche. I had some pre-made oh, housewives like, overnight. Michelle, you made, Michelle made the best. You guys put this on your, your, your mental notepad for next year. The best hostess gift you can give someone who's hosting anything, but especially Christmas Eve or a holiday is breakfast the next day. Michelle, you took Peggy, her friend Peggy's recipe mm-hmm. and made us a quiche with hash brown um, crust, crust, which just adds to the, the, the filling it? up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was bacon with American cheese and it was dino might. So I popped it in the oven for 15, because you cooked it already. You baked it for 15 minutes to warm it up all the way through. And it was devoured. Thank That's you. Awesome. Yes. That Thank makes me so you. happy. So bring right, that into welcome. 2024. I am. That we're going to bring into 2024. We're going to leave behind the appetizers from the freezer section at Trader Joe's. Why? There's some good ones. No. I think my kids and my hubs, I think everybody here is used to some pretty decent food to come across the counter. You know, the expectations are higher. Um, the first round with the little, so we had everything, you know, we got the, like the Samoas, we had the little hot dogs, we got some boom, boom shrimp. <laughs> Wait, okay. But what about the, the caramelized onions with the feta? We didn't get there because okay. we were so nauseated by the, I took a bite of like the breaded shrimp that I baked the shit out of. First problem. First, first of all, you know what, Lauren? Sorry, you, you okay. bought frozen shrimp. That was cooked, and you're recooking it, and that's your first problem. I I spit I, in front of the, my aunt and was stopped by. They came by to catch up, whatever. I took a bite in front of them, and I opened my garbage can. I spit out. I spit it out, and then I took the entire tray of the food. I threw that. I dumped that, and I looked at Ryan, and I go, "Let's find some Chinese." And, and we, did you? We ordered from Moigoy right here in Lagrange, and we had it was it was. Uh, that probably, I might bring into 20. See, but that the problem was, is that, worked. that hit for me. Okay. So the Chinese, which was your original plan that I told you mm, don't do. Don't do it. We did it. Don't do it. But then you ended up doing it. But you also didn't, you, you didn't start off with some of the prize, you know, award-winning apps. I didn't. You started with shrimp and that's No, just, I didn't start with shrimp. We did the little quiches. We did the little hot dogs wrapped in and the how, stuff. And how does a hot dog go wrong? So that was fine. But you know what? We were hungry. And oh, did you guys do the money bags? <laughs> I, they didn't have the money bags. Oh, they're so I, we good. They're high. We they're didn't like have crunchy those. falafel or not falafel, no. crunchy dough. Like far, what is that dough called? Um, a filo, filo, filo dough. And mm. they look like little money bags. And inside them is just shredded, um, shredded vegetables. And you dump them in soy sauce and you pop so them in like your mouth. Yeah, they're no, delightful. those sound delicious. Those sound, Lauren, you're right. Okay. You're right. I took that my mistake was putting shrimp of any kind into my cart. Might just leave shrimp in 2023 too. I left it in about 2000 and... 2016? No, God, no. Two? I haven't eaten shrimp in almost, I'm talking like 15 years. Oh, dang. We're going on it's two been decades a long here. God time. bless. Yeah, I've been, I haven't left shrimp in 2015 or so. I understand. I understand why now. Um, you know what I'm leaving out in 2020? I'm, I'm leaving out in 2023 wrapping paper. Hear me out. I'm still going to wrap my presents. But I saw a gal on the old social media who went to Joanne's Fabrics actually post Christmas. So like I might do this like in the coming weeks. And she bought all of this cool, beautiful fabric, holiday fabric. And she cut them in different sizes. And then what she does is she puts the 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 gift in the middle and then she 
grabs the opposite corners of each end and ties them Mm -hmm. in a beautiful big, almost like bow knot, whatever. And so every year, instead of buying more and more Christmas paper, she uses freaking fabric. And I'm sorry, the amount of money we spend on Christmas buying more fucking wrapping paper, it literally goes into the landfill. There's no point. I reuse my bag. See, I'm real granola when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like Anthony and I have certain Christmas bags that we reuse every year for each other. Your your gift that I gave you, your hostess gift, the little soaps, that yes. was a total recycle. That came right out of the Christmas bin. Always, always, always. I mean, there's no shame. It's going to be garbage and it's not garbage because if it's in good shape, why not just reuse it? You know what? Jan Anderson would be proud of you because that woman taught me how to save a bow. Okay. Oh, and I, I mean, remember there's so much that you, I, I'm here for it. And she also, Jan Anderson, also sexy Jan, mm-hmm. who made her she cookies. Could, she's coming with us in 2024. We're bringing oh, her with. Oh, she ain't going nowhere. She's always, she's ride with. or die. <laughs> she's always ride or die in Bill's Limo. <laughs> she made her cookies. So sexy Jan did it again. She made these like kind of coconut chewy cookies with, I think, craisins and some walnuts in there. Just delightful. We got our bag of nuts from Jan, you know, for our Christmas present. What did you think of her spicy variation this year? Did you notice that? I haven't had them yet. I haven't even tasted them yet. Mm-hmm. No, she They're gave good. Anthony and I sweet. I thought they were sweet. I haven't opened them yet. They seem There's sweet. three. Did you get three or did you get one kind? I got one bag and of the sweet ones. And the other thing that Jan does, which we've talked about, is that she she crochets ornaments she for really hit it out of the park all of year. the kids. So Luna was a lucky recipient this year and last year. And I, she actually made one for Anthony and I as a hostess gift. And what I am bringing into 2024 inspired by Jan always. And I did this this year, like kind of a pseudo gift, um, a hybrid of a homemade gift. I'm doing homemade gifts next year. You and I talked about it. And I and I think that I'm taking this to the next level. So this year I made, like I dehydrated my orange and then I put together little Palo Santo bundle sticks, which were yeah. really cute and festive. And for some people, I gave them like a little plate so that you could burn it on and whatnot. It was really fun, fun to make. And, you know, you, you put a lot of creativity in it. And next year, like I might do, I don't know, I might like pickle string beans and put yeah, them cool. in mason jars. Cool. Love it. So if you have people over, you can snack on them, whatever. I might do bath salts, not the kind you smoke, but the kind you soak in. Um, like, and I feel like so many people in our home, like for Christmas Eve, you brought over, like everyone was making things like not even just cookies, like our sister Andrea, she gives away for Christmas loaves of sourdough bread that she that freaking whips up. If that were in my gift pile, that's all I want. It's, I mean, it's, I can't wait. It's downstairs. I can't freaking wait. And um, I have to tell you that our, I'm going to call So I hate saying my brother's girlfriend, Tracy, because she is an identity of herself and she's, she's basically common law. She's our sister in law. Yeah. yeah. So Let's my sister, our sister in law, Tracy, she whipped up. The most incredible cookies, these sugar cookies. She's an artist. She's an artist. She's an artist. She works on you. She learned how to do her own nails. So she like does dip and she like does nail art on herself Mm -hmm. again, which is insane. And now she does these cookies. And I'll tell you what, we were standing over by the the dessert tray, me, Jan, Charlie, and sister-in-law Tracy. And we were looking at everyone's like baked goods, just kind of admiring the work everyone put into it. And, you know, Jan had her cookies and I was standing in front of, um, Tracy's and I said, Oh my God, Tracy, they're unbelievable. I said, Jan, you have to come and see these. Look at these cookies. And I said, Tracy made them. And Jan, like, oh yeah, and is a maker. She's, 
Mm-hmm. She's a maker. And I think that she's got, you know, a high bar as well. High standard, oh. you know. Yeah, she should. Yeah, she should. She's the maker of our family. Now she's got all these people underneath her wanting to make. And she looks at the cookies and she, her eyes, she was like, you, you made those? And Tracy's like, yeah, I made them like with my hands. And I go, oh my God, Tracy, you have, you have blown you, away you Jan. You've earned the respect you've of You've earned the her queen. respect. And Jan was like, was so like overcome by the beauty. And I said, you know what, Tracy, I think you've blown Jan's night, uh, her uh, pantyhose right, right off. off of her. <laughs> and we had such a good laugh because, you know, I think Jan is the, I think she does wear pantyhose and I don't know if she left our house wearing them after she you saw those what? cookies. Let us know if you find them lying around <laughs> from the rafters. <laughs> and now let's hear a word from our sponsor. This episode is supported by our friends at the Upbeat Life a smoothie shop where quality ingredients are most important. The Upbeat Life is all about keeping it real. And they use everything from organic fruits and veggies to superfoods like spirulina and manuka honey. Don't want a smoothie? Try an acai bowl. They are made with no added sugar and you can choose from unlimited toppings such as a vegan and keto granola, organic fruit, shredded coconut, dark chocolate, goji berries, and more. Personally, I'm a smoothie girl myself. The blue banana gives me all the protein my body craves after a good workout and it achieves high marks for flavor. It is my current addiction. If you too are looking to pick up a new habit that's actually good for you, swing by the Upbeat Life, where they'll feed your body and your soul the good stuff. And when you do, be sure to tell them the Sister Project sent you and use our code, BEATTHECROWD, for 10% off of your next order. For more information on the Upbeat Life, head to the link in our show notes. And now back to our cozy conversation. Um, well, you know what? Just to piggyback off of that, even Ryan and I got into the homemade gifting on our end with the kids. And we, Ryan and his brother built um, Cornhole, the bags mm-hmm. game. And then they brought it back here and we, Ryan and I painted them. So it was like a So you like got into it. So I got into it. It was a group effort. Like we all did it. And there's, it's, 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 the giving of something that you make is a really special feeling, but there's even something more fulfilling about the process of the making right. part. It just, I agree. there's like a different kind of an energy transfer when you're putting like your love and your care and your blood, sweat and tears into something that you're creating versus just taking your money and just, I completely just agree. you know, and that's the thing that I really took away from that as well. And, and like you said too, Lauren, before, like, as far as the idea of making things, it doesn't, you don't have to be like a custom woodworker. You don't no. have to be an intricate sewer or knitter. You could, there are some really simple, beautiful, thoughtful things you can do that you can create and yeah. give. I agree. Um, I have had a lot of different ideas on the kind of things that I want to make. And I feel like, and I've received so many gifts that were made. Like one year, my friend Marika, she made me vanilla syrup, like vanilla for cool. baking. And I don't know how you quite do it. It's like an alcohol with like proper Madagascar vanilla beans. Yep. And you're just probably soaking it for a period. It's for, sitting And, and it's like says like, don't use until so-and-so date and whatnot. Like things like that. Once and then, Hillary, our creative director, oh, our graphic designer, once she gave like, um, it was like almost like pickled Meyer lemons. Yum. Yeah. Mouth just watered. You know, I'm this here year, for it. How about the giant jar of Chex Mix? Her Chex Mix. Yeah. And then she had like a little beautiful doodad on the side of it. Like she strung some cranberries and had some holly on it. I mean, I am here for the old timey Christmas. This whole idea of this overconsumption and the, 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 
the amount of shit and the money. It's like, it's, I don't think, I honestly, I just don't think it's necessary. You know, I, I think you're, that the, you're right. what? No, I just don't think going. it's necessary. Like we get so much throughout the year. Um, I had a moment of mom guilt on Christmas morning that I didn't get enough toys for Luna because I got her two. I got her two toys, Santa and Anthony got her a couple things. And then, you know, we did like so, a couple things that she actually needs. And I'm like, we might as well just go out on a couple, go all out on a couple of these things. And by all out, I meant like, <laughs> like two sweaters, you know, I yeah. mean, I know that sounds, I just don't know if I'm, I can get myself to be the person that buys the biggest, the best gift just so that, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I to think me. that you should also just, in, no, you're very right. I listen to mom guilt is a real thing. I have the same it, it dissipated thing. I, quickly though. Cause I'm like, you know what? I did a lot. She's good. Yeah. yeah. I, she's having a great time and she's loved. Just keep, just keep doing the, if you can just let go of the mom guilt now forever and just replace those thoughts with what you just said, she's loved. She is a wonderful home. She has everything she needs at the end of the day. That's all I need. And you know what I think it is too. I think it's a mindset. Like you're saying, like to tell yourself, I am enough. I do enough. I've done enough. And, they, and everyone has enough. And everyone has enough. She's she's happy. She's having fun. She's smiling. She's not sitting mm -hmm. in the corner being sad and, you know, whatever. And the other thing is, too, about the whole mom thing is that I feel like we see what everyone else, we get to see what everyone else is doing. So we and see everyone's triggers, gifts. And then you start to question yourself. And you have it's... to pull yourself out of their reality because it's also mm -hmm. their highlight reel mm -hmm. and bring yourself back to the present and mm -hmm. say, this is a beautiful fucking holiday. Yep. I've created for my family and that the the rest is history or 100%. else you'll get lost in that hurricane of of guilt of I don't do enough there's another like video going around on social media the mom who like is up at one o'clock in the morning because she realized that Peter her 34 year old son has one extra present mm -hmm. than her 33 year old daughter Tiffany yeah I and get it you know and it's like we gotta let this stuff go it's Capitalism. such a it's so true. And I will say this, um, the, the, the Lego tradition that we started and have carried on has proven once again, and it goes to, and my favorite part is for a new listener here joining now, last year, the kids got like a big old Lego set. And was then that the this first year, year you've done it? It was random. It was, okay. yes, that oh, was okay. the first got year. It. And then they loved it. And then this year, got a mat awesome, like the Ghostbuster car. And it's so cool. The, <laughs> it's so cool. And they loved it. And the, I think the thing that that is so loved about that whole thing is, again, the time spent together mm -hmm. doing it. Like, so even though we were malnourished on Christmas Day because we didn't <laughs> have anything to eat, until later, they're, you know, they're, you're sitting, you're trying, you're playing, you're doing this, you're talking, you're problem solving while there's Christmas movie in the background. Oh my God, beautiful. And, and it is, it's, I'm like this, who cares if we didn't eat, consume anything until five o'clock like that night? <laughs> it doesn't matter rice. because we had this time together. And, and honestly, over Christmas break, we're, this thing, Mia's like, I'm. We're gonna get this done in three or four hours, and I'm like, I don't think we're gonna get it done in three or four days. I mean, we've. It's and how heavy, far into it are you? It's just starting. Your the doors are up. She said the doors on the Ghostbuster car almost pushed her over Santa's cliff. Oh, but she, Santa's she got a cliff through. now. Good. Yep, yep. <laughs> and but it's like this cool thing that's kind of 
spilling over into the I brain. I love it. You guys will be doing that forever home. now. This exactly. is it. This is your and, like Christmas day tradition. And I was, in, I had visions last night when we were laying on the basement floor doing it. I'm like, one of these days, it's going to be like you and your boyfriend or will, you know what I'm saying? Them mm, getting in on this. Totally. Like, that is, this is, that's what it's all about. I love it. I, um, Anthony, I have to say that Anthony did get me something really fucking cool that I did have. I had no, it wasn't something I'd ever mentioned. He recognized my, um, love for an activity, curiosity. my curiosity and my passion. And anywhere we go that has this activity, we do it. So this started a while ago, but I guess the most recent kind of time we did this when we went to Camp Wandawega, like it's like an adult camp, but kids can go there as well. It's awesome. And when I say kids, like your kids, you guys would freaking oh, yeah. have the best time ever. So Camp Wandawega in um, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, sign up, go, you know, make a stay there. There was archery. And I dug it and I got really into it. And then this past trip that Anthony and I took to Paso Robles, the um, Camp Camp Casa is what it's called. I'm sorry, Camp Cass, which is on the winery, Cass Winery. They have these adult activities and he signed us up for archery lessons. And again, I was like really into it. And That's cool. I, I'm kind of good. Like I get it. Like we had a, we had yeah, a guy yes. show us. I was getting bullseyes. I shot a fake turkey. Shut up, you got Oh yeah, Anthony's like, we That's got cool. dinner if that was real. Oh, that's and cool. I was like, this is really into it. He bought me like a proper, Santa brought me a freaking bow and arrow for Christmas. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. It looks like somebody handmade that. It's wonderful. And it's a gift that I would never think of asking for. We don't really ask for gifts. I asked him for nerd clusters and cozy socks. That's literally what was on my list. Wait, and nerd he, clusters. Are you talking about the candy? Oh my God, I'm obsessed didn't know this. I am you. obsessed with nerd clusters. I what don't know what it is about the the little balls, the like yeah. they're chewy and they're How rounded. They're, oh How? yeah. Nerd, nerd clusters. They're my thing. Sometimes when I go through target, I grab a bag and I eat them all. Oh my you God. Know, small I'm, bag. That's it's a thing. Fun. I don't know. I started, I, I tried one a long time ago and I like nerds and then I like chewy candy. So this one kind of really brought out my interest in the candy. In any case, back to the archery or the, the bow and arrow. Yeah. So we're going to figure out like logistically, where can we go and do this? And I'm going to practice. I might even hire myself like a, a, a an instructor to teach me just to get a couple more tips because the ones that I got from the guy at Camp Chaos changed how I look at a bow and arrow. Like when I'm doing it, it is so meditative. You feel like you are, it's exceptionally meditative because you, you want to breathe and relax, but engage your core. You want to be looking at a certain way with your bow and arrow. You actually like, are, you want to, everything to intersect the bow, the arrow and the string. There's a oh, lot going on. Didn't know sorry, that. The, the, the arrow, the string and your target. Those are the three things you want to kind of see in one viewpoint when you're looking down. You want to pull, you know, that feathered end of your bow. Yeah. You want, excuse me. You want to pull that as close to touching your cheek as physically possible. So oh. sometimes people pull it back. The bow should be at your cheek. It's so, there's just such cool. And like I said, when you get into it and you start doing it over and over again, like in a practice round, it's you start to feel really calm and settled. It's a really oh, that's wonderful cool because you're activity. getting really present. You're getting really present. Yeah, you, you gotta be pretty be present to get a fucking you can't bullseye. Be looking around or thinking around. You gotta hand. be there. It's such a cool gift. So that's very cool. I know that one, that one may have been handmade by someone, but that was, that was pretty neat. Um, but yeah, I feel like, um, oh, actually I actually wanted to share a story with you guys. In fact, last night at Christmas dinner on Anthony's side, I sat down for Christmas dinner and my uncle-in-law says to me, Lauren, what do you think about immigration? 
And I was like, oh, damn it. That's on that list of things we shouldn't be talking oh, about at Christmas yeah, time. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, so this is what I shared with him. I said, you know what? I want to share a story with you. This is what, here's what I think. Um, and I was in Walgreens a couple days ago for picking up some photos. And as I was walking in, I saw, so here in Chicago, if you don't know, we, and we've met, I've mentioned this here and there, we're having a really, I think around the country and world, there's, but especially in Chicago, we were, we're having a, a really bad migrant crisis. There are people who are displaced and homeless. And it's, 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 you can see it and you can feel it here in the city. In fact, like where many of the individuals who were seeking need and help, like on the streets have been replaced by migrants. And we're talking families, not just like an individual. Oftentimes it's a mother with her children Mm -hmm. or a whole family of individuals. And as I was walking into Walgreens, there was, there were two women and a young girl, probably around the age of nine or 10. And, you know, I was like, okay, grab something or give them cash on the way out because around Christmas time, I definitely have cash on me during Christmas time in the city because you're giving, you're spending all your money anyways, you might as well give some away as well. So I'm like, okay, just if you see something, get it or give them cash, whatever. So, so I took that mental note and I say hello to them and walk in. And as I'm waiting for my pictures from the picture guy, I hear a man go like, hey, I just hear him say, hey, and I thought someone was talking to me. So I turned around and I catch a conversation between maybe a 55 year old man, 60 and maybe a 20 year old something woman. So either it's daughter and father or granddaughter and, and grandfather, whatever. And he says, like real, like, you know, just to the point he goes, Hey, go grab that little girl from outside, bring her in here and take her shopping, find what she needs and a couple things she wants. And I looked at the girl and tears just started I, I couldn't help it. They just, I looked at her and nodded at her and smiled. And I like gave her a thumbs up and she like looked at me and she went outside and got this girl, this little girl to bring her like Christmas shopping. And I said to uncle, to uncle, I said, this is, and I said, and what I saw then, what I loved most was um, an older person teaching the next generation how to treat others and be empathetic to people in need. And that's what I think about immigration because I'm like, I'm not going to get into this motherfucking conversation right now. How so here's is my that story. Re- how is the res- that story? Accepted? I don't know how like, much it um, seeped in. You know, I think I think they were looking for something a little bit more vibrant from me. But that's what I came with, and that's what I, I know what I felt to share. Because again, it's the holidays, and I didn't want to do that kind of conversation right there and then and there. Dinner was so good last night, by the way. My sister in law, what she threw down? She just threw down, and it's hard to host. She's got like a six month old. Um, but wow. yeah, it was a beautiful celebration. But yeah, I think for 2024, I will be bringing in with me counter stories to activate oh, I like that. different thought mm-hmm. processes because I don't know that story. I like that because it's an example. In, instead of offering a, an, a counter opinion, what yeah, you're, you're what sharing, you can offer a real time experience that it does. You don't you can sit wherever you are in your opinion on something. But because we're human, we do get the ability to hear and learn and process. And and maybe those little moments, those anecdotes, those experience, those like special things, maybe will maybe crack open a space for some folks to consider what life actually might be like for other people. Dude, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. And that's kind of was the point. It's like, you know, you, you have people who have nothing who are in need and they are being dropped here. And it's really sad. And it doesn't matter who they are. A kid is a kid. And if they're in need, they're in need. And mm-hmm. 
doesn't matter where you come from or what color you are. Mm -hmm. And I just felt the need to share that story. It's also one of my favorite things I've seen in a long time of a display of empathy and giving. And the guy, he was super cool. He had like a, he had like, speaking of feathers, he had almost like a native, he almost had like a, it was some sort of like brown, you know, rimmed hat, but had feathers all the way. He almost looked like Native American. Um, and it, just the way he was wearing this hat, I don't know, there's something very, I don't know. Hmm. I just felt like he just had a deeper sense of like yeah. human connection and cool. he was there to fucking share it. And how it was cool you to see that story and then take that lesson and story and share it with others. That's good. God bless us all. So lesson learned. Let's, you know, nice. I'm going to get with me. I'm going to just keep going into this new year with, yeah, counteracting uh, topics that shan't be discussed at Christmas time with my own <laughs> story and anecdote that could teach a story <laughs> of can't. joy. Like and it's literally peace. like a meme. It's like, who asked? Why are we talking about this? It's Jesus's birthday for crying out loud. <laughs> Again, pagan holiday. We're all celebrating a pagan holiday. You know, we're going to tree the pentacle on top of a, or is it a pentacle or a pentagram? <laughs> on top of a Christmas tree, doesn't matter. All these pagan traditions that we turned into a religion. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, okay, so moving into the new year 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are going to, for New Year's, this comes out just a few days shy of the New Year. We will be cozy in our home. We are not making any plans whatsoever. We have been invited to a day party on Christmas, uh, I'm sorry, oh. on New Year's Eve. Well, it's I call only it a from darty. Two, a two to seven, a darty. We were invited to a darty from two to seven. And we'll stop by for some lunch and then we'll go home. And then That's Christmas nice. Day, I'm sorry, I keep saying that, New Year's Day, we're going to make um, tuna pasta puntanesca. Yum. Yeah, just a really nice, cozy pasta. That Doesn't delicious. that sound delicious? Well, and you guys are, oh, yeah, tell us. I was no. going to say, hopefully you guys get some snow for your trip. I don't know that we will. Um, did I mention at the weather? Did I mention that, that we're going there yet in this conversation? Not yeah, no. in this combo. Um, we're heading up to Green Lake, which is kind of becoming a little bit of a tra tradition with our friends, the Bonneviers and the O'Connells get to come this year. Um, which we're really excited about because our friend Matt O'Connell had been very, very sick for the last couple of years. And last year we said, we really hope that Matt and, and family are all good to go this year. And they are. So Gotta, we are. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so, I saw him a couple of weeks back and he looks absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Good job, Matt and Colleen and company. Good work. Yes. You did it. So we're going to go, we go up to Green Lake, Wisconsin, and um, we get to stay in our friend Jamie's brother's in-law's beautiful home. Oh, wow. Home. I didn't realize it was so, um, mm -hmm. you know. And um, they, uh, we start at a bar, um, this very cozy bar that I can never remember the name <sighs> of. Mia says what do you get to best, drink? Best cheese curds she's ever had. Um, so and jealous. You know what I use? I'll get them. I'll get them an old fashioned or something along those lines. Do you lines. get the and then, Wisconsin old fashioned or that? Because there's a there's a Wisconsin. It's a different version. We know that from our friend from our friend Tipsy April, Housewife. The Tipsy Housewife. She's always showing that. I'm going to pay close attention this time. Let and me I know will. and report okay. back. Okay. And and then we are going to take the kids um, to Nordic Mountain to go skiing and tubing. And and right now I think they're blowing blowing snow. They're making snow. There, there isn't any. <clears throat> And then Jamie, Jeff, Kelmat, and um, Ryan and I will walk down to a supper club, Snook, Snook Inn, I believe is the name of it, 
for the most delightful chocolate martini oh, in the coziest God. bar. It's the coziest place ever. It sounds one. It sounds like you're going to have a very Huga New Year's Eve. It, we are going to. How lovely. Well, we'll be home just holding down the fort here. This has been, you know, this past year, you guys, we have met a lot of you. We've done more events this past year. Mm -hmm. um, then there are more to come. We're already booking dates, actually. Holy cow, I just gave myself a jolt yeah, of anxiety well, based same. on what things we've got coming up. We gotta, gotta get to work. <laughs> But Michelle and I wanted to thank you all for sticking around, for tuning into Cozy Conversations. I have a message, um, and it's not a psychic message. This didn't oh, just was, come to me. I was like, Sorry, did that throw you body? off? Yeah, I, I've been told by a friend that I'm supposed to give a shout out to the guy's Christmas dinner of 2001 graduating class of Fenwick because there are several attendees that tune into Cozy Conversations. Well, and I want to say, fellas, hey, thanks. Thanks thank you. Wow. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I really, really <laughs> appreciate you guys tuning in. Didn't know it. Love to hear it. Please keep, you know, just share the love. If you could do me one favor, just take this podcast, pop it in a text message and say, hey, this is a fellow grad and she's doing some cool shit. So thank you. Um, Christmas dinner of graduating class of 2001 Fenwick, <laughs> guys dinner. Um, and then for all of our other weird internet friends, listeners and followers, we are wishing you guys all a happy and healthy new year to come. Be well, stay well. Fun fact. Did you know that I actually hate filling my car up with gas? I don't. Seriously, you didn't know that? No. Oh my lord. It's I'm a total avoider. I am the queen of running on empty. Running on empty. I actually have a friend <laughs> who I share the same disdain with over and we exchange photos of our gas gauges when they're on E. Oh, that's an interesting text message. But Michelle, what is the point of your story? Ah, that's right, my point. Okay. I don't think I had one. Oh, yeah, I did. All right. <laughs> I will say, since we're on the topic of automobiles, I actually love going to our local neighborhood auto repair shop for all of my maintenance. Oil changes, digital inspections, the whole bit. The name of my spot is called Vapel Auto Repair, and it's right here in LaGrange Park. It's one of the most lovely, friendly, inviting places I have ever had my car serviced. Wow. Well, Vapel Auto sounds like a dream come true, but I need you to tell me a bit more about this digital inspections you speak of. I would love to. Digital inspections are super cool. This is where the mechanics take photos and videos of the areas specifically concerned within your vehicle so the customer can see exactly what's going on under the hood. Okay, I appreciate this so much because I don't have a clue what's going on underneath Yeah, there. you and me both. <laughs> Not only is Vapel Auto an independent, family-owned and operated auto repair shop, Vapel is a NAPA-approved auto care center. However, the part I love most about Vapel Auto is that you are actually invited to snuggle up in their cozy waiting room and sip on a hot beverage while you wait for your car's service to be completed. Doesn't that sound delightful? An auto shop that is cozy too? Oh my God, Vapel Auto sounds like my kind of auto repair shop. Listener, if you are local or live near the west suburbs of Chicago and in need of a reputable mechanic that cares about your car and your cozy, mindful well-being, then schedule an appointment at VapelAuto.com or call 708-352-8800. Thank you for joining us for today's Cozy Conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at, at the Sister Proj and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Mm -hmm.